You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Deplatforming, the act of permanently taking away a user's access to social media platforms, is not a new concept, but the high profile deplatforming of Donald Trump has brought new scrutiny to that practice. After platforms banned Trump, lots of conservatives and liberals are questioning whether this is some violation of free speech. But what this debate often misses or overlooks is the truth about deplatforming, that social media bans actually can be pretty good at fighting extremism. Asia Romano is a culture reporter, and Asia wrote about why kicking people off social media isn't about free speech. Hey, Asia. So tell me, after the attacks of the Capitol, what were the concerns about deplatforming when it came to Trump? I mean, he was banned from all social media, I guess. Tell me why that was done and what the reaction was like. The main reason it was done, people in the tech industry and uh, the people who ran platforms like Twitter and Facebook uh, started to feel that he had basically crossed the line in terms of encouraging and inciting violence in the real world. As far as those companies had been concerned, he'd always been able to toe a line in terms of his tweets being considered newsworthy and his posts being considered newsworthy on Facebook. And so they were essentially able to excuse the violent speech that he that he did incite and that he did post from his platforms. Um, But I think after the riots there was a real fear that he might do more to incite more violence, especially with inauguration coming up. And so when he continued to tweet and continued to be seen as sort of passively encouraging um, many of the rioters, uh, I think that's when uh, not just Twitter, but all of the, the social media platforms that he used sort of stepped in and went, no, enough is enough. Got it. And so about this idea that it's a violation of the First Amendment, you argue that it's not. Can, can you explain why you don't see deplatforming as some constitutional violation? Sure. So basically, the First Amendment affects your right to, to free speech in public forums uh, and in public spaces. And the general attitude towards social media is that it's a public forum. And it's easy to understand why, right? Because it's essentially replaced sort of the town square in terms of the place that you go to to vent your opinion and be heard by lots of people, Right. But technically, those spaces are still private websites being run by by companies. Uh, And those companies have their own rights. And the people who run them have the right to run those websites the way they want. Basically, free speech only protects your right to say those things. It doesn't uh, protect your right to face consequences from the platforms whose rules you violated. So the platform said that the attacks on the Capitol, right, were this final straw, obviously, There's been lots of people who wanted Trump to be deplatformed for a while. They didn't do it. And they said that this was an attempt to make sure that Trump didn't incite violence. And that has me wondering, how does deplatforming protect people? So I think there are a number of ways. 
Deplatforming tends to disrupt extremist communities. Uh, once they get routed from their homes on the internet, they basically have nowhere to go. So it makes it harder for them to communicate, harder for people to find them, harder for them to recruit uh, because obviously they can't reach mainstream people as easily. And deplatforming also decreases their influence. We can see examples of that if you think about Alex Jones uh, and how powerful he used to be as the progenitor of Infowars. And now, since he's been deplatformed, I think he was deplatformed in 2018 from most of the social media spaces that he had, his influence has drastically and dramatically decreased. There have also been researchers who've done studies on ISIS and other extremist communities and have found that deplatforming them causes them to lose followers, to lose clout, and to post less content, which is always a good thing. And when someone is deplatformed, there's like an element of, of public shaming, right? Tell me about sort of the real impact that this sort of thing can have when someone is deplatformed. Well, I think it depends on your point of view. Like if you're the kind of person who thinks that someone should have the right to be violent and racist and an extremist on Twitter, then you're probably, Mm -hmm. there's probably a degree to which you are incapable of being publicly shamed. (laughs) Um, So I think that's important to keep in mind. Um, For the rest of us, I think most people are happy to see uh, people like that being deplatformed. Most people are happy to, um, to lose the, the extremist element on their, their social media spaces. And that I think there, there is a public shaming element in that it reminds everyone to essentially play nice on the internet. Um, it reminds everyone that there are rules that platform rules that need to be followed um, or else consequences will be faced. Mm-hmm. And I think we might consider this, we might consider it to be sort of analogous to the impact that the civil rights movement had on um, racist extremism in the the 50s and 60s, right? Because it became very, very politically unacceptable and publicly and socially unacceptable to be racist in public, right? And now that social media has sort of broken, (laughs) has sort of made it popular and has made it possible to be openly racist in public once again, we can maybe argue that deplatforming is a way of quelling that sort of behavior publicly in a very, very visible and very dramatic way that sends a message. And Asia, it's only been a few weeks um, since Trump was deplatformed effectively. It's been uh, it's felt very quiet. I've been surprised at just how uh, much it's changed the tenor of, of, of Twitter, at least. Um, is there any evidence to support that the deplatforming is working, at least in achieving its public goals? Yes. There is evidence that the deplatforming of Trump uh, is working. Uh, Researchers have found that the spread of election misinformation that prompted the storming of the Capitol has been decreased since he has been kicked off Twitter, which makes sense because he was probably the main proponent of the election misinformation, right? So without that influence and without that immediate giant megaphone handed to him, uh, it's harder for that information to spread and cause alarm. Asia Romano, thanks so much for joining us. You can read more of Asia's work on deplatforming at Vox.com. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.